0: Get ready to grip it and rip it.
1: All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting.
0: Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf show. That's right.
2: Golf is the language we speak every Sunday, right here on t to Green, the golf show. I'm Jay Ritchie alongside Jerry Evans, Scott Cuddy in Master Control. Thanks for listening and for making what we do a part of your sports weekend. It's a big, Sports Weekend, and we've got a big show for you today. It's called the Elder Wand, the sleek blade putter custom-made by Titleist for Tiger Woods. It's the putter that Tiger used to win 14 of his 15 major championships, but someone else now owns it. Well, kind of, sort of. Tiger still has the original, but recently, Golden Age Golf auctioned off his backup Elder Wand. And listen to this, they got $393,000 for it. What's the story behind this historic sale and auction? Well, we'll find out today as we visit with Ryan Carey from Golden Age Golf. who drops by to tell us the backstory of the Elder one today here on Tee to Green. When you think of golf in the state of Georgia, well, naturally, you think of Augusta National and the Masters, that there's a lot more to Georgia golf, especially in northern Georgia. And Mike May, our good friend, freelance golf travel writer, will be here today. His latest work and project has been a story on golf in northern Georgia. Mike also works on the LPGA Tour for R2 Trek Technologies. They track ladies' golf stats on the LPGA Tour, and he'll tell us all about that today on Green. It's early Sunday morning, the sun is coming up, I'm on the tee at seven, I'm here to try my luck, they say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot, though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots, oh lord, what am I going Me keep my head down save me from those double bogey blues yeah it's america's longest running network radio golf show there's a lot of them out there we were here first it's tee to green check out our website T to green i'm jay ritchie along with jerry evans and we are
0: teeing it up with mike may next right here diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The double play! It's baseball season, and you're ready to go all out. So you ordered the essentials to make game day a success. Like a jersey, a power recliner, and a bigger screen. And you used your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card, choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Rewards that you put toward an essential piece of the celebration. An air horn. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding.
1: That's 800-817-2968.
3: If you owe the IRS back taxes, don't worry, there's a bright side. The experts at brightsidetaxrelief.com
0: will protect you from having your wages garnished, money deducted from your bank account, and your home or business seized brightsidetaxrelief.com will fight the IRS and negotiate to reduce or eliminate the amount you owe. Visit brightsidetaxrelief.com or call 800-730-4313. That's 800-730-4313. The
3: consultation is free.
1: 4531.
2: Your top source for golf news and entertainment on the radio, online, and on your smartphone. It's Tita Green, the golf show, back with another edition. I'm Jay Ritchie along with Jerry Evans. And we are live. We were last week, holiday week, we decided to take the week off and run a test of show. We hope everyone had a good, safe, and happy Labor Day weekend last week.
4: Well, absolutely. And also, I want to take this opportunity to say happy birthday to Jay Ritchie. Oh, I just thank had you. A, just had a birthday this week, and... Uh, so now you're right behind Methuselah, right? You're uh, 968, uh, and he was he's 969. Uh, it's, it's getting easier to shoot my age, I'll tell you that, <laughs> on the golf course. That's exactly right.
2: <laughs> yeah, I had a birthday uh, September 10th, a couple of days ago.
4: Arnie, Arnie Arnold Palmer, and I, same birthday. Did you uh, share the same golf stroke,
2: though? Uh, No, didn't share the same golf (laughs) stroke or bank account. Yeah, 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 affirmative on that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, but I I remember when I was a little kid. I think that's when I first became a member of Arnie's Arnie's Army. I saw that, hey, he's got the same birthday as me. So I started watching him, started liking him, and that that lasted. That went on for, you know, 60 years. Well, that's great. Yeah, and we even had a chance to get him on this show a couple of times and talk to him, and I interviewed him. So that's kind of cool.
4: Yeah, that's right. Hey, maybe, we share maybe, the same birthday. Why
2: not? Yeah, meeting your childhood hero. I didn't tell him that, though, when I, when I interviewed him. Well, shame on you. Yeah, I should have. Yeah, But anyway, moving right along, Scott Cuddy's in master control today. Roscoe, the rock star dog, is here. And we've got a couple of really great guests on the show, as usual. Ryan Carey's going to be here later. He's with Golden Age Auctions. They recently auctioned off Tiger Woods' backup putter
4: for almost $400,000. Amazing. Yeah. My putter is worth about uh, two ninety eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same here. So he's going to tell us the whole story behind
2: that later in the show. And our first guest, ready to go, standing by. We haven't talked to him in a while, Mike May, with R2 Technologies. And Mike is also a freelance golf travel writer. And uh, he's had a busy summer. R2 tracks golfer stats on the LPGA Tour. So he's been following the Lady golfers around all summer long, and they are taking a break this week, and he's got time to join us on Tee to Green. Hi, Mike. How you doing? Good morning. Uh, speaking of the LPGA, I
3: take off tomorrow for uh, Portland, and from there I go to uh, Arkansas and then on to the two events in New Jersey. So four next weeks are uh, quite busy, and I'm going coast to coast.
2: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the LPGA Tour, and I mentioned R2 Technologies. It's been a while since we had you on the show bring us up to date and for those who may not know what that is and what you guys do and what you track.
3: Yeah, um, RQ Innovative Technologies is the scoring partner of the LPGA. So if you watch the the Golf Channel telecast, we always got a little credit at the end scoring provided by R2 Innovative Technologies. Basically, we have a uh, series of of uh, cell phones that we have converted into scoring devices that are quite simple to use. Uh, if you can walk uh, and add and uh, hold a phone, you can do this. And uh, we, we put this in the hands of a, a series of volunteer walking scores. Uh, we have a walking score with every group, and their job is to track every single shot one at a time of the players. It's usually a threesome, but sometimes it's a twosome. And so when you see the results on the ticker or on the Internet or on the newspaper of uh, the OPGA, you know that R2's technology continues to work.
4: Now, you have R2 that's in uh, in operation and everything like that. Do you have a sister company called D2? <laughs>
5: that's
3: under consideration right now.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I had to ask. <laughs> Do you
2: get to watch any golf or are you too busy working the whole time? Yeah.
3: No, uh, if, uh, if we've done our job in the morning training our walking scores, how to uh, you use the equipment properly, and, and there are pretty bright people. Uh, we do get to watch a fair number of shots here and there. Um, well, I must admit, when it's uh, Sunday and uh, you're around the last green of the last group, I'm usually somewhere else beginning to tear down our equipment and so we can pack it away. So I often don't see the finish, but I see quite a few shots uh, along the way.
2: A lot of good buzz around the LPGA Tour these days. Lots of great young players and we still got all those great international players. What's the, what, do you, what do you see and, and hear, and what's the feeling out there?
3: Uh, it has incredible balance. Uh, now, Nellie Corda, admittedly, has been hot hotter than a firecracker this year. She's won all sorts of tournaments, and she seems to be the odds on favor every time she tees it up. But, uh, you know, the Sato, the girl out of the Philippines who won the U.S. Open, uh, was a complete unknown. Uh, The depth of women's golf around the world is incredible. And really, on any given week, anyone can win. It's probably as much to do with mental than physical. So it's uh, great swings, great talent. Uh, Girls from Korea, Japan, the Philippines, the U.S., Europe. I mean, the the dominance of Europe was uh, on clear display last week in uh, Toledo at the Solheim Cup, of which R2 is there tracking the scoring. And so it's any given week, anyone can win.
4: Can you explain why the um, golf has, is, I guess, ballooned or mushroomed in the Asian countries? Because it just seems like we have such a big influence there.
3: I don't know the exact answer, but I've heard there's a, a big focus uh, specifically in South Korea to, to pinpoint young talents and then to give them uh, great instruction uh, so that they can blossom and become everything they have the potential to be. Um, I think that it's a sport that you know women can um, can do well at. Uh, it's an individual sport, so if it's to be, it's up to me. And uh, you know, we see similar gains in tennis. I mean, just yesterday at the US Open, the the girl from England, um, Emma, defeated the girl from Canada. So there's just uh, I think because the sport has such great worldwide TV coverage, uh, this sport is seen everywhere, and so. I think a lot of girls go. Well, if she can do it, I can do it. And um, you don't have to be big. You don't have to be strong. You just have to have some athleticism and and uh, commitment to work. And it's um, the harder you practice, the better you'll be, the more success you'll have. And and uh, the ball doesn't care what country you come from.
2: That's for sure. Do you get? Do you get a chance to? Do you know the players very well, or is that? Not, not what you do that much when you're out there.
3: Well, when I first started with this about a year ago, and we were under tight COVID restrictions, um, we were really told not to interact too much with the players. But occasionally, we'll say hello to one. They, they're beginning to recognize me from time to time, and and uh, but they're they're there to do business, and they're not there for uh, small idle chit chat. But we have a great working relationship with the LPGA rules people. Uh, so between them and us and the groups that actually organize the golf tournaments, we have a, a great partnership. And the, the ladies are just uh, tremendous athletic talents, and uh, they put it on display every week.
2: You know, one thing we, we haven't seen a lot of on the LPGA Tour, this year anyway, is COVID issues. Are they doing anything differently or, the, or or the protocols different or are they just a little more conscientious about uh, about uh, trying to do what they can to avoid uh, the spread? Well,
3: the LPGA has really been tight, and they've been very strict with uh, how people behave uh, since they started last August at uh, the drive-on championship at, uh, at Inverness Club. Uh, we've been tested every week. Sometimes you get tested a week before, and then the week of, and then there's daily temperature testings. Uh, they've really cracked down on the players and the caddies and the sponsors. Of course, we had very few crowds until really uh, the Meyer Classic in Michigan in June. That's the biggest crowd I've seen all year. So the, the sport itself lends itself to social distancing. And on any given group, you've got a player, a, you've got three players, three caddies, and one of our walking scores. You have seven people out there, just seven people, and we tell our walking scores. You only need to get close enough to see where the ball is being hit from. You don't need to be five feet away. They can easily be 30 yards away, and they can make a decision on uh, where the shot is hit from and the fact the shot was hit. So we uh, the rules are pretty tight, and so there's only been a handful of, of players and caddies who have tested positive. Uh, all kudos to the LPGA for understanding the sport can be played if done uh, in a smart way. And, you know, When you're off the golf course, you're, you're wearing a mask, and um, we're all just very cautious the fact that we, we take care of each other we can uh, have golf to play every week
4: well we can only assume that uh, a lot of the players are uh, getting vaccinated before they actually go out there as long with all the testing so that's good news yeah good job by the lpga
2: uh, Mike May, R2 Technologies, R2 Innovative Technologies, name of the company. And that's one of the hats that he wears. The other is you're still doing lots of freelance uh, travel, golf travel writing. And uh, Mike's going to do a couple of segments with us, and we're going to break away right here. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the Northern Georgia Golf Trail with Mike May, our guest today here on Tee to Green. Coming up later in the R Ryan... Carrie um, with golf, uh, Golden Age Golf Auctions will be here. It's Tita Green, Jay Ritchie, Jerry Evans. Be right back.
0: Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right
2: golf 52 weeks a year and loving it. It's the show by golfers for golfers. It's T.D. Green with Jerry Evans. I'm Jay Ritchie. And we continue with our guest, Mike May, who we mentioned before we went to break, wears a couple of different hats and wears them both very well. One of the other things he is and does is a freelance golf travel writer. And his latest project has been a story on the Northern Georgia Golf Trail
4: which uh, I don't think I even I knew,
2: and I well, there's exhausted. Stone
4: Mountain is one of them. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and uh, I know a couple others. I can't think of them right off the hand, but Stone Mountain is the one that really stuck out in my mind. Yeah. So, Mike, what what uh, what made you write about that of all things?
3: Well, I, I do some uh, public relations work for the Georgia Golf Trail, and uh, and the founder Doug Hollinsworth, and uh, this has been on my list of items to to do for a couple of years, and. And the best time to go up there is uh, summer and early fall. So actually in late July, I took a few days and uh, flew to Atlanta, rented a car, and uh, did a little tour uh, through North Georgia. I did start at Stone Mountain, uh, which has got two great golf courses, Stone Mont and Lake Mott. And And uh, there's uh, a few golf courses in the northern uh, mountainous part of Georgia, which is quite mountainous. Many people aren't aware how mountainous and hilly northern Georgia is, and I played the, um, the course at Sky Valley and Brasstown Valley and uh, down at Innsbruck, which is near Helen, Georgia. Uh, three great courses. Uh, actually, two of the courses are actually in the valley of the mountains, and uh, Innsbruck is actually is within the hill. They call it Alpine Golf, and it's, it is true.
4: What sets these courses apart? What are, what are some of the things that golfers would uh, be looking forward to as far as uh, the courses themselves?
3: Well, Stone Mountain, I will start with, uh, we'll start with, uh, you know, Stone Mountain a good place to start since you're, uh, you're probably flying into Atlanta and, uh, on the Eastern part of the city, you've got, uh, this, uh, state park. There's a lot of state parks that have great golf courses in Georgia. more than just, uh, Stone Mountain, um, wonderful conditions. Um, the scenery is just magical and you don't realize you're so close to such a major metropolitan area as you are to Atlanta when you're at Stone Mountain. Uh, as I said in my story, you should begin your journey at Stone Mountain and finish your journey in Stone Mountain. So I played Lakemont to begin with. And then uh, I went up the road to Sky Valley, which is the uh, almost actually you have to go into North Carolina to get back into Georgia to get to Sky Valley. It's way up there in the northeast section of the state, and you're totally surrounded by hills on all sides. In fact, it's so remote, your cell phone doesn't work up there.
2: So you're not to be
3: distracted by a uh, by a phone call when you're playing golf at Sky Valley.
2: Yeah, that's well, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Most people, when they you know when they hear Augusta, when they hear golf in Georgia, they think Augusta National uh, are the courses in a lot of ways, terrain wise, similar to Augusta or, or completely different.
3: Well, the course that I played at the very end, when I made my way back down towards Atlanta. I went west of the city to a little town called Villa Rica. And uh, there they have a golf course with a very unusual name called The Frog. I think when you looked at the, uh, the the layout of the property from the air, it looks like a frog. But truly, The Frog, especially late in the afternoon when the insects are chirping, the it, it loblolly pines everywhere, you think you're at Augusta National. The only thing missing are the patrons and the CBS cameras. It is eerily... Similar and the mm. golf course is in tremendous shape. I, you know, it's too bad that in some respects that Bobby Jones didn't go to Villa Rickett to build Augusta National because that could have been uh, a piece of property that he could have uh, turned into a great championship
4: golf course. Man, that's amazing when you think about it. Uh, yeah. I guess one problem that I would maybe be concerned about from a personal level: what about uh, the bugs in the South? Uh, are they prevalent in Georgia? On your uh, swing through the northern part of, part of Georgia. To
3: be totally honest, uh, I don't remember seeing one bug all day. Any day, it's uh, it's a little cooler up there because the elevation, and uh, it's just a refreshing escape. There's nothing negative about being in North Georgia. It's uh, with the fact that sometimes your cell phone doesn't work, but that's good because that's the point of the of the escape is to uh, enjoy <laughs> the peace and tranquility and. And Blastow Valley, is, again, totally, it's in a valley, totally surrounded by the mountains. There was one point in my round, I was behind the 11th green, and I was playing by myself, and I just stopped. I didn't hear any nearby cars. I didn't hear any, any human beings. I just heard Mother Nature and wind blowing, and it was like, oh, my word. It was just peaceful and serene, and, and I did not, didn't want to leave. And so I stood there for like 15 minutes and just soaked it in.
2: Mike May is with us, the uh, Northern Georgia Golf Trail, uh, and Mike, the I, I've been to Atlanta. I've never been anywhere else in Georgia except Atlanta. Can you play year-round on those northern courses?
3: Um, It gets a little bit challenging. I mean, Sky Valley's open 365 days a year, so the answer is yes. It could be a little bit damp, in the... Sort of december january february but thursdays you can play throughout the year they're open and um you know great times to go or really late spring throughout the summer and well into the fall so there's a big time frame to go and if you were there today uh you wouldn't want to leave
4: is there any possibility of bad weather such as snow in the northern part of georgia
3: uh sky valley actually used to be a uh a destination for some snow skiing, but those slopes are closed, I think, mainly because they just didn't get enough snow. So, really, snow's not a big issue. Um, and uh, But you've got to pick and choose your days in the extreme, you winter know, wintertime. But when you get to, uh, you know, spring, late spring, throughout the summer, and, and probably well into November, it's, it's great up there. And the change of colors of the scenery, the trees uh, beginning now, uh, it gets better every day.
2: We've done stories over the last ten years or so on golf trails. Every state, it seems like, has one nowadays. Uh, the Northern Georgia Golf Trail. Tell us a little bit about that, and what are there any packages available to play multiple courses, or how does that all work?
3: Well, there's a website, Georgia Golf and Travel, And Georgia Golf and Travel com, and actually, it is called the Georgia Golf Trail. So it stretches from. Uh, Sky Valley in the north all the way down to uh, some courses in um, Jekyll Island, which is in southeast Georgia. Uh, there is about ten state parks that have great golf courses. One of my favorites is in McRae, Georgia. You've got the uh, Wallace Adams Golf Course at the Little Ocmulgee State Park. They call it a Little Augusta. It, too, looks like Augusta National with the uh, Loblolly Pines and the, the brown uh, – straw uh, in, the, in the rough. But, yeah, there's, there's all sorts of different options. Uh, they're available, again, at georgiagolpintravel.com, and, and I would highly recommend uh, picking out a section of the state, either north, central, or south. Uh, it also includes um, Callaway Gardens, which is in western Georgia, uh, in Pine Mountain. It's, that's also the site of the, the Buick Challenge, of PJ Tour event. So the golf courses range from uh, the deep south to the extreme north, and you've got coastal golf in uh, Savannah uh, as well as at Jekyll Island there's four golf courses including the oldest golf course in Georgia so the um, you can fly into Jacksonville or Savannah and do that you can fly into Atlanta and play the courses in, in central Georgia against Callaway the Frog uh, Stone Mountain and then make the trek up uh up the highway to north Georgia and and you uh, know a great place to stay while you're Making that trek is a place called the Dillard House, which is in Dillard, Georgia. It's been around for 100 years. They have great accommodation, and the food is absolutely fantastic. It's family style. You just keep eating till you're full. They'll just keep bringing it to you, breakfast, lunch, and dinner.
2: Wow, it sounds great. <laughs> we are so jealous. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Anytime you want to trade jobs. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh so, so I next time, time people, next time I go. You, I know you I know you the, Oh, I'm sorry.
3: Yeah. Yeah, next time I go, you guys can join me and you can do your show from North Georgia.
2: Okay, that's a great that's, idea. That's a deal. Uh, where can people read more about this? I know you wrote you you did the research, you you did the travel, you did the golf and now you wrote an article about it. Where can people find it?
3: Uh, it's actually it's coming up very soon in the next edition of Golf Central magazine. Uh, golfcentralmag.com and uh, so I write every every issue about the Georgia Golf Trail in Golf Central so you can go there right now golfcentralmag.com and look at some of my prior stories about great places to visit in the state of Georgia uh, back in the springtime I did a pre-masters trip uh, of where to go leading up to the masters and that was a fun uh, journey to make and write about
2: what's next for you
3: well, I've actually been to Indiana uh, a couple times this year. I'm a big advocate of Hoosier golf. I just recently finished a, a guide on the top thirty best public access golf courses in the Hoosier State, and uh, which also has its own trail, the Pete Dye Golf Trail. It's six clubs, seven courses so that stretch from French Lick all the way up to Tippecanoe. Canoe. Um, Hoosier golf is great when like spring, summer, and, and throughout the fall. It's no need to leave the Midwest if you're near Indiana.
2: Yeah, sounds good. Well, thanks for taking the time today. I know you're back on the road with the LPGA Tour starting next week, so safe travels. And we'll circle back around, catch up with you down the road sometime. Mike May, Mike, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Mike May with R2 Innovative Technologies and a freelance golf travel writer.
4: Tough job. Living a good life (laughs) i feel so bad for him
2: yeah he does a good job we appreciate him anytime he comes on t to green we hope you enjoyed that our next segment we'll talk about tiger woods putter
0: and a recent auction that brought in almost a half million dollars do you own an annuity either fixed rate indexed or variable are you paying high fees and getting low returns if so In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than 1000
1: If you owe the IRS 5000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. If you're into collectibles, there's only one way to go,
4: and that's with Andy Maddock. You can get in touch with Andy by calling him at 805-657-0533 or by going to andybuyscards.com. Whether you're interested in buying or selling any kind of collectible, it's time to get in touch with the one and only Andy Matic. Call Andy at 805-657-0533 or go to andybuyscards.com. That's andybuyscards.com.
0: Hi, this is Marsha Hawkins of Elevating with Marsha. Join me this week. We're talking sports. Yes, the NFL 2021 season is in full gear. Boy, am I excited. So, of course, we're going to talk sports. We're also going to talk a little bit about 9-11 and the 20-year anniversary. And we're also going to talk about how I can help you save some money join me on elevating with marcia on sirius xm 203 217 and on the app 967 sports byline usa radio network
2: news interviews and fun for everyone interested in golf that's what we do every sunday here on T to green the golf show with jerry evans i'm jay ritchie and before we get to our next guest, a quick note from our friends, give a magazine and a reminder about Colorado's premier golf discount program, the 2021 green saver, either the golf coupon book or the mobile. You can play more and save more and get over $11,000 of golf savings for just $50. That's five O. never pay full price to golf again. Both the book and mobile are totally transferable. To family and friends, you can save with free green fees, two-for-ones, 50% off, free cart rentals. Plus, there's discounts in there on food and drinks, lodging lessons, and club fittings. Like we say, never pay full price to golf again. For more info, call 303-797-8700 or just go online, greensavergolf.com, greensavergolf.com. None of the offers expire till the end of the year, so you've still got uh, plenty of time to get your money's worth. And there are always opportunities for you to get out and play, no matter what the weather is. That's true. Yep, yep that's true. That's for darn sure. Our next guest, ready to go from Golden Age Auctions. We've talked about this. We've teased it. Recently, they uh, sold at auction Tiger Woods backup putter for nearly $400,000, and we're going to get the story behind that today with Ryan Carey, who joins us right now. Hi, Ryan. How you doing?
5: Hey, doing great. It's been a fun couple weeks for us.
2: I'll bet it has. Before we get to the actual specifics of the putter itself and the auction, let's talk a little bit, first off, about Golden Age. Are, is this a new company for you?
5: No, we've been in business for about 16 years now, but we were, we were green jacket auctions for about 14 of it. Um, and then we, we worked out an arrangement uh, to change our name. Uh, same business, though. We do these periodic auctions three or four times a year of you know, golf collectibles that are $25 and uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars.
4: We were kind of wondering, do you have to be at least over 50 in order to bid? <laughs>
5: no, we've got people from all ages, but uh, you know, the, the, the higher the item price, you know, usually it's it's our it's our more advanced collectors that are really into golf history.
2: Okay, <laughs> so Golden Age, so Green Jacket auctions has evolved into Golden Age uh, golf. Now, How, what's the golf memorabilia business like? Have has it taken a, a big hit because of COVID, or is it coming back strong?
5: Oh, it's, it's exploded because of COVID. Uh, all alternative asset classes, whether you're collecting artwork or collectible cars like Ferraris, or whether it's sports collectibles, sports cards, and also golf memorabilia, uh, absolutely exploded because of COVID. Um, our most recent auction was far and away our highest ever. Uh, I think year to year we're probably uh, up 100%. Uh, uh, so golf memorabilia, but the whole memorabilia market is scorching hot. Golf memorabilia, golf usually lags behind. Uh, golf is not the most progressive sport, uh, and that also is true for memorabilia. So we usually lag behind. We don't experience the highs and lows. But finally, we're getting a lot more eyeballs on golf, as people realize, compared to sports cards and other uh, you know, memorabilia, golf's actually pretty undervalued.
4: You know, a lot of people, uh, they decide that they're going to buy something at an auction, whether it be a painting, a car, or whatever. How did this evolve into your business as far as the golf industry?
5: So I was I was actually in law school about sixteen years ago and uh, just wanted this as sort of a sort of a side gig a little side hustle that I love memorabilia and there was not a great place to buy and sell it eBay is too buyer beware the big auction houses used to do golf or Sotheby's and everything but they got out of it um, focus more on the really really high you know expensive paintings and so there was this need for it so I created a, just as my love and passion of you know golf history basically.
2: Do you see this, this newfound boom in memorabilia and especially golf memorabilia? Does it have legs? Is it going to last a while?
5: Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's some pretty exciting stuff going on. I mean, there's even uh, out of Wall Street, you're getting various – fractional ownership companies that are coming out where they're, they actually trade collectibles like the stock market. They actually securitize uh, the assets and sell them, which is going to really be big for the, the top end of the market. Uh, then you're also seeing some, you know, various hedge funds popping up where they're starting to invest uh, a portion of their fund into alternative assets, whether that's uh, baseball cards and golf memorabilia or comic books or whatever. Uh, it's really seen as, as, you know, it's been outperforming the S&P 500 for several years now, and Wall Street's finally taken notice.
4: We're going to get into the point about uh, Tiger's putter, but first of all, do you have any memorabilia that involves some of the legends, the greats like Nicholas and Palmer and Gary Player?
5: Yeah, so that's kind of the main focus. I think the the number one uh, page views we get is Tiger Woods. A second to that would, for players would be Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, and Bobby Jones and Ben Hogan. Um, so we even go back to the, the old ones. We even go back to old Tom Morris, young Tom Morris, that era so we try to hit a little little of all the bases as well as some of the current players but nicholas and palmer especially arnold palmer are some of the most popular items we can ever get
2: ryan carey golden age golf auctions is our guest Uh, tiger woods tell us the story about the elder wand his putter that he's used in 14 of his 15 major championship wins
5: yeah, so that's the, that's the putter everyone's obsessed with. It's that red dot, Scotty Cameron, Tiger's family. has been using it for years and years and years. Uh, he never put another red dot into play. He did put uh, a made into play, a Nike putter into play, but those didn't stick. Then he comes back, 2019, wins the Masters, has the old putter from 1998 back in his bag, the red dot that is just so iconic. Uh, Tiger's never going to sell that. That thing is among the most... You know, valuable pieces in all sports. It's worth millions and millions of dollars if it went up for auction. Tiger's clearly never going to sell that. So, Scotty Cameron made a handful of backup putters for it. it. Is They are basically the exact same specs that Tiger uses. It's got that iconic red dot, and we put one up for auction. Last year, we put one up for auction and it set an all-time record of 150 dollars This time, we put another one up for auction and went for almost 400 dollars And, obviously, uh, it's making headlines all around the world because of that.
2: How did you get a hold of those?
5: I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're hard to find. You know, Scotty Cameron, Tiger gave some away at this Tiger Jam uh, celebration uh, event that you used to host in back in the 90s and 2000s. Um, some of them are collectors overseas that had them. This one we had to get in from the country of Oman, um, that a collector there had it tucked away. I knew where it was. I've been trying to get it for a while now. Um, we, we, we had a lot of struggle getting into the country from Oman, Finally cleared customs about two days before the auction. I uh, was very nervous about it, but it was exciting to finally get it.
4: Were you somewhat surprised that um, this putter went for as high as it did at
5: $393,300? Not really. Um, I kind of called my shot on this that I, I, I sort of said on social media that, like, guys, you know, be prepared. This is uh, going to make some headlines here because uh, I really believe that. And, you know, the, the final number, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm a little surprised by that, but not totally shocked. This putter, we're not quite ready for it in the golf market, but this putter will be a million-dollar putter one day.
2: Any idea how many of those backup putters are out there?
5: You know, to ask some of the Scotty Cameron uh, experts, I have not spoken to Scotty Cameron himself about it. I've reached out to him, haven't heard back yet. But uh, the general consensus is around seven or eight. Uh, it could be a couple more than that, but we're not really sure.
2: Do you know, did, did Tiger ever actually use that backup putter?
5: We're not sure. So I guess the, the general story of what happens is Scotty Cameron, while they were working together, would make one or two backups per year for Tiger and probably for his other players as well. Most of us switch out putters every once in a while, every, you know, at least every six months or year or two years. Uh, Tiger, that's the, that's the whole iconic part about this is Tiger never did. So he, you know, Scotty Cameron is making him these putters obviously assuming he would get to go to the newer one someday. He dings up his old one and everything. He'd go to the new one and he just never did. So, you know, these putters were kind of sitting in Scotty Cameron's studio. Some of them were mailed to Tiger and then Tiger would ship it. His people would ship it back to him and say, Oh no, I don't like to wait on this one or whatever. He famously would always complain about something really little. Uh, and, and it was kind of a running joke at Scotty Cameron's studio that Tiger would do that. And uh, then all of a sudden, you know, Tiger just never used these, and they've got a few extra putters laying around. And we don't know which, you know, some of them Tiger gave away, some of them Scotty Cameron probably gave away, and that's how they reached the collector market over the last 20-something years.
4: Did Tiger carry these putters in his bag, even though there was maybe a club restriction in his in them? maybe didn't use one of the other clubs, pulled it out of the bag, and then inserted the spare putter uh, in, in his bag?
5: Hey, we don't, we don't really know. I mean, a lot of the stories have been lost over the last 20-something years when these putters, you know, they, were, they were a big deal back then because it's Tiger Woods, and Tiger Woods was famous, but they didn't have the value they did now. And, and the, the, the couple putters that I know where they are, including this one, it was overseas in the Middle East in a collection. So we don't really have the whole backstory of, we just know it's been gone out of the country for the last 18 years. Don't know exactly which one, you know, how long Tiger would practice with it we sent it back. We don't really know many of the answers to those, but that kind of enigma sort of adds to the story is that, you know, Tiger's got his main one, the famous one, the one he keeps using. And then the other ones, everyone wants a piece of them.
2: So tell us how, how it all works. You you, you go through the intrigue, you get it from Oman, <laughs> and then it's here in the States. What, what happens after that?
5: Yeah, so, you know, w- when we have an auction, we, we try to make a special event, and we've got 800 or 1,000 items up for auction all at the exact same time, $25 items, $100 items. You get, like, a mix it all up, and then this putter was, like, the star of the show. There's actually a couple items sold for more at auction, including a master's trophy, but this one got the page views. This one got the press. This is the one that had everyone talking. So we put it up for auction, come to the special event, this putter drives the entire auction. It gets the eyeballs on the auction. And nobody knows what's up for auction until the auction happens. Then it's up there. Auction goes for a couple weeks long, and everyone's obviously sharing the link with their friends and everything. And that's when we don't know what it's going to go for. I was confident on this putter, but I didn't know. Was it $100,000? I knew it would go for over $100,000. It was $100,000, 200000 And then the eventual number being almost $400,000. It's the highest price anyone's ever paid for a golf club in history. What
2: can you tell us about the the winner, the the guy that, the person that that got the uh, got the club that made the highest bid?
5: Yeah, so the bidders in general were uh, just such a cosmopolitan group. We had people from from uh, Taiwan, Hong Kong, uh, New Zealand, the UK, uh, obviously the United States, um, and probably a couple other Japan as well. Uh, and then um, the eventual winner, though. Is an American, so he is an American that loves golf, um, loves the idea of, of owning the putter, and I am going to. I haven't met him yet. I'm going to uh, hand deliver it to him and take a flight to him in the next couple of weeks and uh, and show him his new putter.
2: Is his name Jerry Evans? Yeah.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I was telling I was telling Jay earlier that my putter is worth about a dollar two ninety eight, and that's about it. So I doubt it was really me. <laughs>
2: So uh, will will they uh, will you eventually identify this person or is that not what you do?
5: That's up to them. It's not really what we do. I really want it to be up to them. And so a lot of it depends on you know this person. You know there could be some plans in the future to have it on display somewhere and things like that. So uh, it would be it would be nice for the public to to see it eventually. Everyone, it's, it's a beautiful part. Everyone loves you know. The, the Tiger Woods name stamped onto it in red, and then, of course, the, the, the two famous cherry red uh, dots. So it, it's an absolutely gorgeous putter. I'd love for people to see it.
2: Have you heard from Tiger at all?
5: I have not heard from Tiger about this putter. Obviously, I assume he knows about it. Um, I, I, I'd love to get his opinion on, on how he feels about, uh, about the sale. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Is he excited about it? Is he not? What do you think?
2: Maybe, yeah, he probably is. Interesting stuff. So that, so that's uh, that's all kind of done now, and uh, you move on from there. I wish we had a little more time to talk about it, but Ryan will come. We'll get you back on some other time. And anytime you guys got something like this, we'd love to have you talk about it on Tea to Green. Ryan Carey,
5: yeah, that's, Golden that's Age good. Options.
2: Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely, thanks, guys. Okay, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We're not done yet. More T.D. Green right after this.
1: 800 306 1760. That's 800 306 1760. Fastest hour in radio, the
2: quickest hour in golf, we like to call it. It's T. Green another hour. Just flying by here, we're almost done. Yeah, we really are. Going to take a look at what's happening in golf. Uh, there was no PGA Tour event this week. because They finished the regular season with a Tour Championship. And now they're going to start the wraparound season next week. Who won
4: that PGA
2: Championship?
4: Uh, who won that, who who that, who got got Cantley.
2: Cantley. Oh, yeah, I think I've heard of yeah. him, yeah. <laughs> and the, the ladies after the Solheim Cup took the week off today. They'll resume next week. But there was a LPGA Legends Tour event. In uh, Massachusetts, over the weekend, the BJ's Charity Championship, a two-player scramble, and 69-year-old Jan Stevenson and 46-year-old Laura Diaz teamed up, and they won it.
4: Remember back in the days when Jan Stevenson was the uh, hottest golfer on the tour? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. we had Jan on a couple years ago, and she's
2: she's fun to talk to and is still playing some good golf. Uh, Trish Johnson and Laura Davies came in second, a shot back, And Pat Hurst and Julie Inkster teamed up. They came in fourth. Annika Sorenstam and Susie Whaley played in that event. They tied for seventh place. Fun stuff for the older ladies on the LPGA Legends
4: Tour. Oh, don't call them older. Call them more wiser. Elderly. The wiser. Speaking
2: of older, (laughs) Tour Champions, Ascension Charity Classic in St. Louis. It's an inaugural event. First time they ever played it. Doug Barron and Ken Tanagawa tied for the lead at eight under par. But how's this for a leaderboard? Jim Furex at seven under. VJ and Rocco Mediate six under. Kenny Perry, David Toms, Jerry Kelly five under. John Daly and Bernard Longer at four shots back, going to the last round today.
4: That's a competitive
2: field. Yeah, good stuff there. Uh, our thanks to Mike May and Ryan Carey for joining us on the show today. Good guess. Fun show. It
4: really was, and very informative. And uh, Boy, I still think about $393,000 for, for a putter. Yeah. Anyway, um,
2: maybe someday we'll find out who was able to ante up that much. They got more money than you and I. That's going to do it. We'll be back next Sunday, another edition of to Green. Thanks to Scott Cuddy, for Jerry. I'm Jay. Till next time, hit em long, hit them
1: straight.